the inside. She got the scoop on the ones to watch, on the ones that's hot. No one can do it quite like Caroline. Caroline. No one can do it quite like Caroline. It's time for Caroline. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Hyper Caroline Hobby. I am your host, Caroline Hobby. I know music, I know people, and I know the questions you want to ask. So let's get hyper. Heads up, these are adults having adult conversations, so there could be adult content. You guys, I have Jamie O'Neill in the house. What, what? So when she came out in 2000, her album Shiver went to gold. Number one back-to-back singles, two number one back-to-back singles. There is no Arizona. When I think about Angels, she's nominated for Grammys. She won ACM Top New Artist. She sang all by myself in Bridget Jones' Diary. Okay? Are you kidding me? That's like the movie of my life. She's amazing. She's so much fun to talk to. I'm so honored, thrilled, kind of fangirled out a little bit that I got to interview her because I'm such a fan of her. Here is Jamie O'Neill. Jamie O'Neill <laughs> in the house. Actually, I'm in your house. I know. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. For I'm sorry I didn't clean. Me. You, your house is amazing. It's uh. like a. You walk in, it's an experience. It's so cozy. Thank you. you have all these great feeling colors. What's the vibe that you would call your house? I would call it um, castle meets kind of. I mean, I like the idea of it being cozy and and kind of like. Um, earth tones, I yes. guess. Nothing too garish and bright, more like soothing, but it's uh, it's pretty dark. I mean, it's kind of like moody and... I, I love guess, it. You know. Thank you. I Thank absolutely you. love it. And I've kind of collected things all over from all the places I've been, so everything has kind of a memory attached to it. I love that. Yeah, I do too. I really think that's so special because you see it and it takes you back. You never forget where you've been. Absolutely. Which, yeah. by the way, you're from <laughs> Australia. I never knew that. I know. Well, it's it throws people because I don't have an accent. Where did your accent go? It's kind of like, I always say it's the opposite of Nicole Kidman. She was born in, <laughs> in New York or Hawaii or something. Oh, really? And then she moved to Australia. Well, I was born in Australia and then I moved here when I was two. So, okay, but yeah, then so you raised moved back. I moved back there, and I ended up touring with Kylie Minogue and um, going all all over the world with her. And that was a major. It was just a life changing experience in my twenties. And I lived back there for nine years before I came. I got offered my publishing deal and came back to Nashville in nineteen ninety six. Okay, so we have to break that down a little bit. Yeah, how it's very confusing. Your family is you're from a family band, mm-hmm. so you grew up playing music your parents what kind of family band were you in my mom was a singer dancer my dad was a songwriter and a guitar player great guitar player and um singer and yodeler yodeler can you yodel? yes no no you can't mm-hmm. my can't sister you? is a master yodeler no you i show can't me what you i got. can only do little old lady <laughs> i love it from the knock knock jokes that's all, that's all i'm good for that's, yeah that's good enough though right so, um, yeah, family and then my younger sister and then um, my parents divorced. That kind of broke up the family band. So what was it was and yodeling. It was country. It was country music. And okay. we did like Pop Goes the Country with Ralph Emery here in Nashville when I was little. And we worked with Ronnie Millsap, Dolly Parton, Crystal Gale. We opened up for a lot of different country artists. Wow. So you are like a very successful family band. Well, we grew I grew up. Like the Partridge up, family. You know, it's kind of like that. Yeah. We had the overalls. We had the bus. You know, we had we just we in between fairs, we would just go to a KOA campground, plug in and live there until the next fair. So you're really like gypsies. We just traveled wherever the work was. How long did you do that? My whole childhood from the age of 
probably seven. I started singing at eight, but from the age of seven, I was on the road with my parents because they did it all the way up till about um, 13. Wow. And you yeah. and your sister, is it just y'all two? Then my dad remarried and had three more kids. But the family band was over by then. Right, exactly. So you and, and then sister. he started a new family band with my sisters and, and my other- stepmom. So he's always been in the business. And now he's co-managing me. So so he had the first family band with your mom and your sister. So it was four of y'all. Mm-hmm. And then your parents divorced and he started a new family band with his new wife and three new kids. Well, they didn't really go on the road though. They were just playing in Washington state, but yeah, everyone in my family sings or writes music and yeah, it's really, it's really cool because we have karaoke nights. We really have karaoke. You go hard. My dad does baby got back and it brings (laughs) down the house. He is a master rapper. It's amazing. Are you serious? He'll be here in a little while, so he might do it. For Maybe you could pop in and do a little yodeling, little rap session. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? I Put hope... a yodel in a rap song. Let's do it. That yodeling really is the the country version of rapping, I guess. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. You don't meet many people who actually grow up in a family band, like into the music like that, music industry like that. Right. Yeah, we were singing, and, you know, the thing is, we thought it was so fun, so much fun, and my dad used to give us quarters to go to the arcade, so to us, you know, just being able to play the games, sing, and then ride the rides, and then eat a corn dog, and then do another show, and then get back on the ride, I mean, it was a great way to grow up, you know, and we never thought we were missing out on anything, and all we ever wanted to do was sing, and so it just, I think it was just, you know, something that started early and, and took a hold, and it's never gone away. Did y'all tour all over the states? We did. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so then, so from two years old, you're born in Australia. You're from two <coughs> to 13. You're touring in the family band mm-hmm. in the United States. At some point, though, you move back to Australia, and you link up with Kylie Minogue. And how did that happen? It is very confusing. Well, I went, I was actually singing in Canada uh, with a couple of the guys from Loverboy, and they gave me all these contacts. I said, I'm going to go to Australia and visit my mom, who was living over there at the time, and my sister, and do you have any musical contacts? And so one thing led to another. They gave me a list of people to call. I called all those people. Um, somebody that I was in a band with at the time said, hey, you know, she she needs a backing vocalist. Would you like to, to do the tour? And I was like 21, 22. I said, heck yeah. Heck so yeah. Yeah. What was Kylie like? Really great. She's the Madonna of Australia for sure, right? <clears throat> she really is. And I think I feel like I learned so much from her because of her work ethic. What you learn? I've never seen anybody work so hard. What's her what's her regime like? She's very very structured and very disciplined and she would dance all day. She would do interviews and dancing. We were over there doing rehearsals for like 10 days in um is it Birmingham? I don't want to say Birmingham because it's <laughs> like I don't want to pronounce mispronounce it, but set up in a huge, you know, arena type of rehearsal space for 10 days. And <clears throat> she would come in early in the morning. They'd do dance rehearsals, they do fittings, and we were there be there for like 10 hours. And wow. She would go beyond that because she had interviews to do and things like that. And I think, you know, just being super super disciplined and coming off stage and still working on stuff. I mean, probably like Taylor Swift does. You know, they yes. just never stop. They're really driven and very she never complained. She loved never it. Never complained. And I, I feel like that was a lot for me to to learn because I would look at her and I think she's never saying, Oh, I'm so tired. I can't take this anymore. Anything like that. I never heard a complaint out of her. She, so now she when I it. work with other artists as I do because I'm producing, if they complain, if these young girls start complaining about being too tired, I'm just like, Oh You're not gonna- suck it up. Yeah. It's a great job and it's a big job, but it's it takes a lot of commitment and I think 
that drive where you wake up just with that burning ambition to keep going and to keep doing it and to and that nothing's too hard that you can get through it you know what a great boot camp experience <clears throat> it really was you're yeah. like made for this though you started off in your family band you go straight to kylie minogue i mean like honestly and then okay so after that you move from australia because you get offered a publishing deal right in the states mm -hmm. how did that happen which was well it was harold shed and it was kind of new to me because i'd been writing since i was 18 but it wasn't something like in my mind all i wanted to be was an artist i didn't really think oh i want to be a songwriter and if an artist deal comes, great. It was more, I want to be an artist deal, and I'll write to help get my artist deal. Do okay. you know what I mean? So you so. weren't, like, trying to write for other people. You just wanted to, you <clears throat> Not knew at that, that time. you wanted to be the artist. Exactly. Yeah, and I was, and when people would want to pitch my songs, I'm like, no! You know, <laughs> like, when I, when I think about Angels, I'll never forget, uh, Whitney Dane was like, we need to pitch this to Jessica Andrews. And I'm like, no, it's mine! It's mine, mine, mine! And, it <laughs> and was now yours, I'd be like, yours. take it! Take it! But I wanted to actually talk to you about your songwriting, because... <clears throat> Your songwriting is, you write such incredible lyrics. Like, when I think about That's Angels, really sweet. I was just about to say, I'm more of a melody person, though. I have to say, I have to give it back to my co-writers because if I didn't write, I would, I'm not the kind of person that's going to sit home writing lyrics, but I will hum melodies all day long. All my melodies started first. So you're a melody first, then melody lyrics. Melody first, and then put, yes. I've never put a melody to lyrics. I've tried, but it just doesn't, it just doesn't work out for me. The melody has to come first, and then mm -hmm. the lyrics come. Yes, yeah. And titles. I, I mean, I get titles, but but not um, pages and pages of lyrics. I have so much respect for, like, Lisa Drew, who I wrote Arizona with, because all she does is lyrics. And she'll come in with just pages and pages of songs, and she'll fit it precisely to my melody. I could just send her a melody, and she'll do That's that. That's a great combo, team. Mm -hmm. There is no Arizona is one of the most amazing songs. Thank you. Ever. That Thank was your you. big breakout song. I will never forget when Aww. that song came out. I was like, holy cow. Thank this girl you. can sing and that song is so cool. Thank you. How? Yeah, it was different for the time, you know. It was. It, was. Really, it has like a cool I was lucky. almost like so a Hotel lucky. California vibe a little mm -hmm. bit. We do Hotel California in the middle of that song. It's funny you should say that. Are you serious? We do when we do the bridge, we go into the verse of Hotel California and then go back to the chorus of Arizona. It's so cool. Thank you. So tell me how that felt. Like okay, you got hooked up with Keith Stegall. Who mm -hmm. is it? Stegall or Stegall? I can I never. I think it's Stegall. Stegall, mm -hmm. and he did all Emphasis of Alan Jackson's. Stee. Stegall. <laughs> he right. did all of Alan Jackson's records. Yes. So you get a publishing deal, and then does he hear you? And like, I will have to work with her. She's amazing. Um, I was so lucky to. I I feel like I wouldn't have a career if it wasn't for Keith. You know, I mean, he. Uh, Gary Overton was at EMI and set up an audition in the studio sort of like this where I was singing on the other side of the glass and Keith came in to listen to me because I guess he liked the idea of hearing someone in the studio because you really can hear someone's voice. Sometimes when people say, you sound so different live, you sound so much better live than you do on record, it's because when you're on record and it really picks up your tone, your being in the studio, there are things that they can cover up afterwards. But right. when you're singing live on a mic, that's it. That's it. That is, you're going to hear every single thing that might be wrong with a with a singer or a voice or whatever, or what they're doing in their throat, you know, and things like that. The studio is a great a great place to discover that. Yes. And I think Keith knew that, and I think it was a really different way to audition. But when you think about it, so smart because yes. you you know what people are really like and what they can do so anyway i had prepared to do four songs and i made it through two and he's like stop 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 i've heard enough and i thought oh my god is there, yeah i'm not what he wants <laughs> you know and everything and no he was like he told 
Gary, he said, I want to sign her, like, before he left that day. He was so, he was just instantly on board, and I just feel like everybody needs that one person that's their champion. Absolutely. And he was definitely my champion. You have to get that power player in your corner who's just your cheerleader, going to make it happen, who believes in you. Right. But I feel like you would be very easy to believe in. Your voice is insane. Like when you came, I to heard town, a lot of no's. I went around serious? twice to different labels. Yes, people yes. said no to you. Yes, oh with yes, with that voice. Yes, are you yes. serious? Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, but it, it only takes one yes, and that's what I always tell everybody. Like you can't get discouraged because every time you hear a no, you're just like next, 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 and you also really have to keep songwriting you know writing songs because i didn't have arizona when i got my deal i wrote it after i got my record deal but you just never know when that next song is going to be your breakout song if anybody had asked me i would have said angels would be my first single it was my second one but um i hadn't even written arizona it wasn't even on the radar so i just feel like it's the songwriting thing it's very disciplined you have to like my daughter is writing every day and she has that passion of running up to her room and creating and doing all that for me, I had to be more disciplined, like make an appointment, show up, have my pages of ideas, melodies on my notes and things like that, because I didn't write by myself. And I'm yeah. so, I really admire the fact that, you know, she can't wait to get home from school and go write She's by herself. She's 13. Mm-hmm. Aliyah? Aliyah. Aliyah. She's already singing She does singing get called Aliyah sometimes, though. Oh, thank you. Oh, my yeah, gosh. I yeah. see all your Instagram videos. She's I know. Amazing. Hashtag proud mom. You should be. Yeah. Because she can sing like a crazy person for 13 years old i know she well she loves it you know and that's the you can thing see the passion yeah yeah it's a blessing and a curse though this part <laughs> ronnie and i are like go to medical school <laughs> go to law school she's like heck no i got yeah. i got musician producer parents i'm not doing it yeah and it's funny because she could probably you know you would think have an album recorded by now but she doesn't you know we're always working with other people and i mean i will work with her but i feel like she's so young and I feel also like having been a child performer myself where I put everything into that, it it kind of makes you grow up quicker and you're thinking about the business side of things and your childhood goes to the wayside. And I really want her to enjoy her childhood. Yeah. And I th- also feel like besides Leanne Rimes, who I feel is like the exception of a person who made it when she was 13 and has really kept herself together and is so amazingly talented and has sustained a career. Right. But that doesn't happen. That's not the norm. A lot That's of people true. fall off the rails and go crazy, you know, that go is nuts, true, actually. end up on a therapist's couch, you know. <laughs> Don't and we I, all. I, yeah. <laughs> at one time or another, we definitely do. But but that, it's handed to them so soon, you know, and if it's you're not lot. ready for it. It's a lot to process. That's actually very smart. Yeah. So let her have her childhood, and then maybe when she ready to fly well yeah the other thing is it takes so much work it Mm -hmm. takes so much conditioning when it comes to everything about you know your songwriting and your singing and getting better and if you don't work on it i don't know that it's going to come you know if you if it's one of those things i just want to be a star but the work ethic isn't there i don't think it's going to work i could not agree with you more i think that's a big misconception people have is they think oh, people live this glamorous life and they're flying around and playing shows. That's like the very least of the job, I feel like. Don't you think? Absolutely. And the steps you have to take to get there. So what are are the steps? Tell me the steps. When you got your big break and your big record deal, there is no Arizona (coughs) came out. And then right after, when I think about Angels, tell me what that looked like. You were also touring with Reba. You toured with Kenny Chesney, Mm -hmm. Alan Jackson. Like Mm -hmm. You've toured with the greats, Martina McBride. I know. Uh, What did your life look like in that season? Um, 
it was very busy. It was definitely like when I look back on it, I think I wish I could have enjoyed the moments. I've heard people say a little that bit before. more. I think everybody would say the same thing. You know, um, I wish I could have stayed in the moment, but I feel like for me, it did happen so quickly that I was just bamboozled by all that I wanted to do and wanting to sustain and that kind of thing. And then, you know, with leaving record companies and then I had my baby and then my focus completely changed. I wanted to be there with her a hundred percent. And, you know, it's just life changes and it takes you down roads you never expected. And that's definitely what show business is like. But I feel like if you can make yourself be prepared for what you think might be coming. Um, and, and lots of things are distractions for me. I didn't even get my record deal until I was 33 and I was, getting, are you serious? I was getting married and my grandfather was sick. My aunt was sick. They were both sick with cancer at the same time as I was getting wow. married and my record was coming out. So that's that, awesome. It was, it was all like happening at once. You know what I mean? It was hard to take in and stay focused and, you know, do what I needed to do. And also, be emotionally prepared for everything i think so how yeah. old were you when there is no air when is it is it there is no arizona is the whole title or is it just arizona yes no you're there just short no arizona, arizona. Okay. Yeah. how old are i love you? when people say there ain't no arizona too <laughs> and then or they say or one person told me i love that song yours raising arizona i'm like <laughs> that was a movie, a movie <laughs> with nicholas cage and it was a great one it but was. it's not my song <laughs> how old were you when that song came out um let's see i got my record deal in pretty much the next year so like 34 Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What was touring? You're actually, before I get to touring, I interned at Capitol Records and you were on Capitol. Really? When yes. we, were we there at the same time? Yes. Because no I remember way. seeing you and I was so That's starstruck. So, oh my gosh. You're so sweet. I swear. Like this whole, my whole life has been so fun because mm -hmm. starting off interning, I interned at like Universal South. You see Capitol. so much. Yes. I interned at all these record labels and I would just be around these artists, like just kind of wide eyed and silent, so scared to to breathe because uh, I was such a fan of country music. Yeah. So it was so cool to yeah. intern where you are and now I'm getting to interview Wow, you. that's amazing. So you were there with John Zarling and uh, oh, where, where were you? Capital or? Capital. Oh, Capital. Okay. Because yeah. Mercury, John Zarling was an intern there. It was like Jimmy Harnon okay. was there and Steve. Um, oh my gosh, why am I forgetting his name? He did and promotions. I've forgotten too. I know everybody. That's terrible. I know. You know when you have a baby, <laughs> a lot of your memories, go, it's, they get all fuzzy and I'm just I've like. I've heard that. I have Deer a in the headlights. Memory. Yeah, I do too. Well, yeah, and you don't even have any kids. Exactly. Wait till that happens. Oh, God, Lord bless me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you probably leave him at the Kroger. Accident. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> leave him in the diaper aisle. Where did I leave my baby? <laughs> um, that's amazing. So, yeah, that was, I guess that was kind of the Atlantis and Somebody's Hero days. Mm -hmm. Was that when you were there? It's somebody's Hero, that song was so great. Oh, thank you. I feel like you have message songs. I do. I, well, I do try to think about that. I mean, I do like to really write story songs. I love writing because then you can go anywhere. Yeah. If you're saying I, I, I all the time and you want to project a certain image, but when you do the story songs, like say Carrie Underwood does, you can go anywhere. That's so You can true. kill somebody. I exactly. mean, you can, you can drink yourself blind. You can beat someone up. And you can do all those things <laughs> if you're saying they did it. Exactly. But you can't if you're I. You really have to be honest about who you are. You know, because I, I remember now I write all kinds of songs. I mean, especially with these younger artists, I find myself writing more like friendship songs or falling in love songs. But if I'm writing songs just for 
anybody and no matter who it is I can write about anything nowadays but when I was thinking as an artist I would be well I don't want to write any songs about cheating I don't want to write any songs about saying it's okay to cheat and I don't want to write any songs about getting drunk you know what I mean you didn't want to no no I didn't no and it's it's just it's not really me you know what I mean I really wanted to be true to what I what I felt was right yeah um even though i know those those are great songs and i sing them you know i sing patsy klein songs and i sing you know some of these songs that just amaze me i just kind of wanted the audience and the fans to know who i was and what i kind of stood for mm-hmm. you know i think and that's so, I, so crucial to represent yourself yeah. truly as an artist well i think the the fans know when you're being fake i think they they recognize authenticity and i think um that's what they they really connect with you know is yes I know who this person is and that's exactly how I feel and that's how what I would do in a relationship or not, you know. Um, And so some of the artists that I feel like you have to believe them are the the ones that make it the to the top I agree. because you absolutely believe every word they're saying yes. you know garth brooks yes taylor swift people yes. like that where when they when they sing a song it's man real. you believe it you're in you the palm do. of their hand you absolutely and you know it it takes being a fan to get fans do you know what i mean so i agree with that fans of i've always been a fan and i love the way taylor swift is fangirling all the time i love that she recognizes talent and people and you know pats them on the back and i feel like other people see that and love that too because that's the way most people are supporting to support everyone absolutely loretta lynn always says there's enough room for everybody exactly and there is if you're doing you and you're doing it like how you feel called to do then it's gonna happen the way it's supposed to yeah if you're being yourself absolutely okay so in this whirlwind you won acm new artist of the year Mm -hmm. is it acm Mm -hmm. then you like billboard new Mm -hmm. artist of the year you're nominated Mm -hmm. for four grammys yeah are you freaking out I was freaking out. And when I did the announcements for the Grammys, it was really cool. And it was like Usher and Stevie Nicks and Beyonce. And and I remember that was when I was looking around going, am I really amongst these people? They don't know who I am, but but I knew who they were. That's the company you're in. That's your colleagues. Yeah. And I think, and I remember the Dixie Chicks too. Natalie Maines came up to me on the CMA red carpet, my very first CMAs, and said, I love your song. I love your voice. That was a huge moment for me. If anybody says, what are your big moments? I'm like, well, that was as a new artist, you know, barely known, you know, still living in a little rental apartment, you know, with my, with my husband. Um, That was a big, huge moment for me. Just that recognition. And I love that about her. And I thought I always want to be that way. I always want to recognize other people. I love because you know how great it made you feel, right? To have someone that yeah. you admire, or like give you Maya Angelou says, you know, people won't remember what you said, but they'll always remember how you make them feel. That's and I think it's quotes. it's so important. It's, I love that you live that way. Yeah. Well, That's I don't amazing. know if I live that way. I don't want to be. <laughs> I don't want to be like totally, you know, um, uh, you know, saying I do it all the time because we intentions. all get in our own world. You oh, know, yeah. I mean, I'm driving my car. And I turn off the radio deliberately to try to get melodies because that's when they come to me in the car. So a lot of times on my voice notes, you hear all this, you know, fire trucks going past (laughs) and people honking and me screaming at another driver, whatever. But it's (laughs) it's that's the time when I, you know, really the melodies do come to me. But I do. I if I'm thinking about other things, it's definitely a block, you know, like. I need to do this. I need to get take care of this. You know, just your everyday your connection shut off. Why in the car? Because as a mom, I probably drive 60 miles a day. <laughs> a lot of time is spent in the car. And That's I think, true. I guess the the car is a quiet space. Yeah. You know? 
you know, you when you're home, focus. you're doing stuff. I'm usually down here singing background vocals or riding upstairs with co-writers and, you know, with Rodney here, you know, he busts in, you know, in on my groove. And <laughs> so how did you and Rodney meet and how long have you been We met married? in the studio. We have been together for 21 years. Oh, my gosh. Um, married for 16. So What's it'll be 17 this year. I don't know if there is a secret because I feel like what works for one people, one person doesn't work for another. Um, it's weird because if you had said to me, you're going to end up working with your husband in the studio and on the road and still be together and doing everything that we do, I would have said no way could I take that because I remember doing a cruise with him before I had any, any success and we were just dating and we did a cruise together and he drove me crazy <laughs> in that little space. Well, I don't know. It was just, it was a confined space. And I just thought, this is what marriage must be like. You know, <laughs> you can never leave. If we, yeah. If we didn't have this house with some space, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I think you need your own separate thing. I do but too. he's never been the kind of person that would ever stop me from doing what I want to do, which I think is Crucial. important for any relationship. I agree. And he's never been jealous. Crucial. And he's never needed to be reassured. And wow. those are three really unattractive things that I think someone can do, especially in entertainment In entertainment. If you don't understand what someone's yes. doing and let them go do it with a healthy respect, yes. you know what I mean? You don't want to like just ignore them and go, okay, well I'll see you when you get back. Right. But, um, cause you are, it's kind of cool when you're going to miss that person, you know? Yeah, they're gone for a little while. You know, it's great your husband's to miss on the someone. road. Yeah, actually, my husband's been home for two months over Christmas. You driving you crazy? It's not driving me crazy, but I'm like, you know what? I'm not. I'm going to be excited to miss you. <laughs> <laughs> and I think right. he felt the same way because we we always have a little bit of time to miss each other. And it right. kind of keeps you ex your relationship always fresh. It does. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, we don't really have that now. But we had a lot of that in the beginning because, you know, I was a new artist and everything and he was in he was in the band, but I'd have to go do different things, you know, often fly off for things that he wasn't involved in. So we had all that in the early days. And I think now, it's also great to have him included in your life because yes, I do think yes. artists that are totally separate from their spouses, that could also be problems. Mm -hmm. That's true. I mean, I think it just it takes a special person to understand this crazy business Damn. and the fact that, you know, one of the, one of the things that that he and I hit quite a lot with any issues is he'll always say to me, "You don't tell me, you don't keep me in the loop, you don't tell me what's going on with our daughter." <laughs> and I'm like, "We're two chicks, you know. We <laughs> we don't have time to stop and tell you every move we're making. He's it's like, just tedious." Don't leave me out. <laughs> but it's funny because when when you, I get it as a dad because if he if we had a son, I'm sure it would be the two of them going everywhere and making plans totally. and then me going, "Wait, where are you guys going? What's going on?" You know, but for for my daughter and I we're like looking at each other, rolling our eyes. Here comes dad again <laughs> with his 20 <laughs> questions as we're walking out the door. So we a lot of times cuz he's working in the studio, we sneak out the the front and he goes out there and we're gone he calls us what's going on where did you guys leave we're like we didn't want the 20 questions what a so we just left i love it we just booked it out of here you guys are yeah. a cute family oh thank you i love that. thank you that's so sweet of you that's well at the end of the day that's all that really matters sense of humor is huge oh right it really is huge i feel sorry for people who don't have it you know they can't laugh seriously hysterically or too uptight to laugh at every, honestly, you can laugh at everything. Yeah. You can find a little bit of humor in everything. Yeah. I think our daughter sometimes thinks we're nuts because we're like, you know, modern family a little bit. You know what I mean? We laugh at that show so much, but we, it's because we can relate a lot to those crazy characters. 
I love it. Yeah. Okay, so another cool thing that I'm going to fangirl out about is I'm obsessed with the Bridget Jones Diary. Oh, cool. It's like for my single years and in, in my 20s, I felt like I was Bridget Jones, just like the hottest mess, ev- mess yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah, I She's get it. She's just a disaster, but in the I best her. way. Yeah. You sang All By Myself. Which they had had Celine Dion when it, they were going to have her do it, right? I think it was going to be too expensive, so they got old cheapo over no, here. No, but the fact that like you and Celine, how what a I compliment! Know. It was like, a that huge is your, compliment. That is the the caliber of your voice is like neck and neck with Celine Dion. I mean, hello, Jamie O'Neill. Yeah, it was. I think she wants to go. She is so bored with this. this she's is like, Chelsea. I'm out of here. This she's is like, Chelsea, y'all, and she's like, adios, peace out, biatches. <laughs> okay, bye, Chelsea. That's the little dog. She's a little uh, terrier. She's a Morky. Oh wait, what? Is it Yorkie? I call it a Yaltese. It's Maltese <laughs> and Yorkie. So a that's Yaltese. Yaltese instead of Morky. You know? And you're not it's even from Southern. Texas. I know. I know. <laughs> My stepmom is, though. Okay. Um, I think that's weird. I haven't seen Bridget Jones's baby. I haven't either. But um, they had already shot the movie when that when I got to sing it, so I had to watch her and follow her when I sang. I had to follow her lip-syncing. She had already lip-synced to the other version. Oh, so that was like a, a first for me was trying to do something like that. Holy cow. So, did you actually get to meet Renee Zellweger? I did. I got to go to the movie and meet Hugh Grant and um, Renee Zellweger. Yeah, it was really cool. So, would you have Paris Hilton was there, too. I remember that was big at the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Would you have picked Hugh Grant or Colin Firth? If you were Hugh Grant, not his personality. I guess I'm just going by looks. But he's so charming. He is charming. Yeah. He is charming for sure. Okay, so how did that feel? To but have I would pick Patrick Dempsey in the new one over any of them. Oh, I love Dreamy. <laughs> I'm so upset. Do you, I he started died crying. I started crying on Grey's Anatomy when that happened, and my daughter was like, "Mom, get it together. This isn't real. What is going on with you?" It and is then real. My husband's so sweet. He's like, "Sweetie, you got to realize she's had a lot of years invested in this character." <laughs> he was so sweetie. I'm like, "Thank you." Thank for you understanding. understanding. Yeah. Look at your hubby. I love Grey's Anatomy. I'm a huge Grey's so fan. And I really good. miss Patrick Dempsey. I'm sorry. Well, he's McDreamy. How could the show go on without McDreamy? I don't know. I don't either. And they shocked us. It wasn't like we knew it was coming. Well, you can't kill the main character. Yeah. Well, apparently they did, and they're going for it. They're <laughs> still going strong. Rude. No one consulted I us. No, exactly. But how did that feel to have that huge moment in Bridget Jones' diary? Amazing. Where you're singing all by Amazing. myself. Yeah. She's lip singing it, having this big dramatic moment, and yeah. it's your voice. It was amazing. I, 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 I feel like I can't use a bigger word than that. I mean, it was life changing for me because. It happened so early in my career, um, and I would love to do it again. But then when it came out on Bridget Jones's Baby, everyone was like, hey, Britney Spears. Oh, like, wait, it's on Bridget Jones' Baby, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Britney Spears even put it up. She put up a little YouTube of I didn't the, realize that scene, and I was like, oh, Britney Spears is talking about that it. That scene is in the new movie? Not that scene, but they do play the song again, and she says something like, oh, screw off. Oh, my God. You know, piss off or something. Very and British. And it's you again? Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Cheers. High five. I know. The Word song that lives on. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I didn't even know it was a repeat. Mm-hmm. Oh, and what a cool movie to be in. I know. It's like the girl movie. Did you Every- see? So you haven't seen the movie, I obviously. I haven't seen the new one, but I, I see. I want to see Patrick Dempsey. That's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, that leads me to another question. Is he your hall pass? 
Uh, I'm going to say that would have to be Ryan Reynolds for the sense of humor. That I love Ryan Reynolds. I love the way he's so dry, and I just can. I want to go to dinner at Blake and and Ryan's house. I know. You know I just. I want to watch their sense of humor together. I, I just, think they're the cutest couple. Yeah. So cool. So cute. So, Ryan Reynolds. He's he's pretty top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Top of the list. He is. Okay. He's good looking, but he doesn't know it, and I don't know. That's and he's his, funny. That's attractive too. Yeah, funny is so cute. Girls, funny. we always get the guys with a sense of humor. Always get us, don't you think? I think so because yeah. who wants to be like all stiff and serious? I know Not exactly. Me. Life exactly. Is, life is too serious. And you don't enough. want someone that's that has more mirror time with hair products than you either. You, know, you just want the guy who just puts on a ball cap, hasn't showered in two days, and goes out the door. That's my husband. Uh, your husband's it's like I don't awesome. care. <laughs> okay, so we're in, speaking of your husband, we are in y'all's studio called The Grotto, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Totally Which baller. is a little grotty right now, as we say in Australia. It's a little grotty. What does that mean? Uh, n- messy, dirty, no, not clean. It's great, though. It's got this great vibe. Tell me about... It the is gr- a vibe. It is a, it's, it's a totally cool vibe. It's, it's just, it, it could use a little um, made action, I think, right now. Ah, nah. I think you're being hard on yourself. Yeah. When Rodney comes in here with his dust, you saw him dusting. When you got here, it's just, it's very, it's very cute. He, he plays the maid, you know, with a little. He's the best. Y'all dusting are the best. feather. <laughs> so y'all have this grotto and you produce too. You songwrite, yeah. you sing, and you produce. Tell One me. of my artists right now is uh, Kaylee Rutland and her song is, is on uh, Radio Disney Country. Radio is it Disney Radio, that's awesome. Ra- is it Radio Disney Country or Radio Country? I think it's Disney Country. Okay. Yeah. That's a big I'm deal. I'm slightly dyslexic. I can't. Yes. I don't know anything. And we just shot a video with Kristen Barlow for it. Oh, and she's Kaylee, awesome. Yeah, Kristen is. The best. She's so cool. She's so funny. Speaking yes. of funny and gorgeous. She's amazing. And um, so, yeah, Kaylee did a great job. The video is going to be incredible, and it's about to be premiered um, at, at iHeartRadio Summit. And Badass. yeah, CRS is coming up. How did so. you get into producing? And do you like producing or being an artist more? Or is it two different animals? I think it's all part of the same animal. You know, it's more like the leg. That, no, um, <laughs> but I think I still love being on stage. I mean, love performing and singing. It's just like, there's nothing else like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I also love seeing the results of helping someone else. And does that make sense? Like so you're kind of loving I love it seeing all. someone getting better and helping them find, you know, the right stylist or maybe finding the look that works for them and connecting them with, you know, photographers or video directors and people that I've known in the business. And I don't know the whole, the whole start to finish thing about helping mentoring an artist, writing with them and everything. Every part of it is something I enjoy being in the studio too. So when you work with an artist, you don't just produce them. You do the full meal deal. You start at the beginning. If it's for momentum, my label that um, we started a few years ago with Rochelle Lene. Which is also amazing. You have a record label. Yeah. How yeah, is running a label? Really great. Well, my dad does most of the heavy lifting and a couple of other. We have a great team of people. But um, so I, I'm more the creative side. But I do love all aspects of it. I, I love performance, helping people with their performance and just everything. Being on set, watching someone else. Now, that's when I watch someone else do a video, it makes me be like, I want to. I want to do it. I need to be out there. Yeah. But I do love seeing all aspects of the editing and just everything, you know, going into the booth and seeing it come together. Tell me the three top experiences of your career that you could say off the top of your head that you've had so far. Um, being at the Grammys, being nominated, oh, that always to me is my first. Bridget Jones is a huge one. And I think making the connection with other artists that I've always looked up to, Reba, for instance, Reba McIntyre is 
a hero of mine. And then when she cut my song, I was just like, oh, thank you. Which so is another much. thing that we're yeah. talking about is Reba. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> oh, is this? This is my dad. And you're the yodel, yodeler and the rapper. <laughs> okay, we need to hear him. We're going to have a guest, guest spot from you. You have to come on. We've heard all about it. Well, no. <laughs> yeah. Can you yodel on the spot? <laughs> Here, you have to come talk into the microphone really fast. <laughs> so yeah. this is Jamie's dad. Dad's coming in with some coffees and um, being put on the this spot. Oh, yes, this is very... It, it is real. Okay, we're just going to say a little hello to you because you started the whole thing with the family band and the yodeling. Yes. Okay, so give us anything you want to give us, just a little nugget. Okay, a uh, little old... <laughs> 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 no, no, country, western, country and western yodeling. The lady, oh, 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 lady. My but, but gosh. And the rapping now, I don't know. Okay, I feel wait. like maybe we need the you rapping have to, do to go some as rapping. well. Well, no, Dad, why don't you put the coffees down, grab a guitar, and do this thing okay. right? Here, put the coffees down, grab a guitar. Here, I'll take the coffees. You. you stay here. Okay. And let's grab you a guitar, and now we got to hear the rapping. <laughs> this is too good to be true. So you yodel know, like and you rap. We talk about him, and then he shows up with bringing coffees. Perfect. You're like a vision. You're a dream come true. What is this show? <laughs> this is this is called Hyper <laughs> Caroline like, Hobby. This is Caroline. Well, hello. <laughs> nice so nice to meet you. Okay, I'm gonna hold this to you, and you now give us your rapping. Okay. Is it, do you have a pink run? Oh, here you go. Oh. Here you go. Thank you. Okay. This is so exciting. What it is? Check it out. Run it down. That's right. Hey, hey. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. When a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist, round thing in your face, you get sprung. Wanna get up beside her cause you see that butt is stuffed. Try the jeans that she is wearing. I'm hooked and I can't stop staring. Ooh, baby, I wanna get with you and take your picture. My homeboy's trying to warn me. That butt you got makes me so horny. Ooh, rump of smooth skin. Say you wanna get muffins? <laughs> Why use me, use me, cause you ain't that average groupie. I see her dancing to hell with romance. She sweats, wet, gotta go like a terrible vet. I'm tired of magazines saying flat butts on the thing. Take an average black man and ask him that. She gotta pack much back. So, fellas, fellas, your girlfriend got that butt? Hell yeah, shake it, shake it, shake that healthy butt. Baby got back. <laughs> Baby got back. Oh my gosh! Okay, so we need that right at the start of it. Yes, introduce yourself. I'm Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy what Murphy. Name? He's like Madonna. He just goes by Jimmy. Just goes by Jimmy. <laughs> no, Jimmy Murphy. Jimmy Murphy. 
That is Jamie O'Neill's father, and oh my gosh, how incredible is that? I told you we have the best karaoke nights. I can't our, even. Our family nights, Trump. That that's on a par with the shark bite. It is. Yeah, I'm sorry. I it mean, just the, is when you talk to your dad about coolness. Right. That's on a par, don't you think? Right. My dad Singing got about bit, butts. He, my dad got bit in the face by a shark, but he cannot sing about butts. Yeah. So I think you might. He really got bit by a shark in the face. Yeah, I know. Well, thank you for joining us. Yes, I hope you get out of here. Appreciate it. That was such a treat. That was too much fun. Oh, thank you. That's going to go That is going to go viral. That's going to go viral. That's hilarious. There's no way Dad's that gone viral. viral. Dad's gone viral. I don't know what's funnier, bending over with the coffees and yodeling. Yeah. You know, or the baby got back. I think it's the combo meal of it all. It's it pretty probably. um it's pretty spectacular. And it, it just—it actually gives me so much more insight into you, Jamie. <clears throat> right. You yes. see what's going on behind the scenes. Yes. Craziness. I like it. If you're not crazy, you're, I mean, what's the point? You yeah, know, exactly. you gotta have you gotta yeah. have that. that gotta fun. be loose and ready loose. to go at a moment's notice. Like Jamie, that. he didn't. He didn't even need any time <laughs> to warm up. He's totally know, ready to go. Yeah. He. I have put him on the spot at the Opry too. I was playing at the Opry, and I'm like, you know what? You know, we just had some yodelers here. I think I'm gonna bring my dad out to yodel. And Dad's like, you could have warned me. I'm like, but then it wouldn't be fun if you didn't do it spur of the moment. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I freaking love it. Okay, so I think, let me see, is there anything I'm missing? You also do a songwriter cruise? Um, you did one? We are doing one, and that's great. I'm so glad you brought that up okay. because um, Randy Hobday at Daily Travel will be so happy that you brought up. Okay. We're doing an Alaskan cruise. I've never been to Alaska. Oh, amazing. I've always wanted to go to Alaska. Colin Ray has been to Alaska on the same. Love Colin Ray. Yeah, he was just here, actually. He and Ronnie Millsap were doing some interviews. In your house? Um, yeah. The, yeah uh, I, I forget that these people are just your friends, like Colin well, Ray. Well, we're, we're us using the studio. Well, and y'all yeah. all came up together in the same class, like you and Ty Herndon or yeah, Colin Ray. Who else was in that class with you? Um, well, those guys. When I got to Nashville, they were already big stars. They were. So yeah, I feel like they've had a you know been around longer than I have, and had you know fifteen number ones. I think Colin has had something oh like gosh. incredible like that. Colin or, Ray. Yeah, he's he's, he's the jam. I sang "I Can't Live If Living Is Without You" with him because he did that with Susan Ashton, and so I was doing a show with him. He said, "Will you come out and sing with me?" And I was like, sure. We didn't even rehearse. I walked out there and was just like, holy moly. His voice is so incredible. He has so much power. He's yeah. just as good as he, as he ever was. Yep. And it was that was definitely a highlight for me singing that song with him because oh he's amazing. Gosh. Um, okay, so go back to the cruise. So the Alaskan cruise is July 9th through the 16th. Nice. My daughter, my husband, and I are going on it. And we're doing acoustic shows and songwriting seminars. And, you know, Leah's going to talk to them about her writing and what her process is. I'm going to talk to them about writing. We're going to take Q&A. And even in a work within anybody who's actually a songwriter who wants to come on there and do some writing. Heck, yeah. How do we sign up for it? It, uh, I think you go to Jamie O'Neill um, Cruise or Alaskan Cruise. Yeah, it's all, it's on my website. It's on my Facebook. Tell me about your website, Jamie O'Neill. Uh, JamieO'Neill.com. And then I'm on Facebook um, and I'm on uh, Instagram, Jamie O'Neill Official and Twitter. And you can find out all the information about that. And you can also go to Daily Travel, which is D-A-Y-L-E-E -E, Travel. And okay. he does the booking for that cruise and many other cruises. I'm really ex super excited. That's going to be awesome. It's going to be incredible. Oh We're going to see gosh. a glacier. <gasps> we might write a song on a glacier. You probably should. I think we should. Yeah. Yeah. I love that.
Yeah. Okay. Anything else that I missed? I, I mean, there's so, so much. We talked about the artists and we talked about the crews and that's that's what I'm doing. Okay. I like to wrap up with. Oh, by the way, I had to tell you. You know, no, your tell me your recipe because I don't know. I don't, off the top of my head, I can't think of one. You know who your doppelganger ganger is? No. I was watching your videos, obviously, because I was like stalking your you back, profusely. Your background search, because you're a good interviewer. When I think about angels, you and Meg Ryan are like oh. y'all are the same. I was gonna say Meg Ryan back in the day. I would get asked all the time, "Are you Meg Ryan?" One woman in Jersey was like, "I know who you are." When Harry met Sally, <laughs> you are her. Can you you're do that Meg scene? Ryan. Can you do that famous scene? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like after a few glasses of wine, I think, before I went into that. No, I love that movie, though. I can't love. wait till my daughter's old enough to show her that. That's you know, so like, good. that's one of the things you think about when you have a child and they start getting older and they become, like, your buddy is, like, I can't wait to show you this movie, but you can't see it now. Not yet. Come back in, like, three or four years. And then you'll be ready to see the yeah. sandwich scene or when whatever that yes. diner scene is. Yes. I love it so much. I love Meg Ryan. I love the two of them together. Love. Billy Crystal. He's so love, funny. Love, love. Okay, so is there anything left on your bucket list, and what are you excited about for oh, 2017? You've done so bucket much list for me. me, though, is going on safari to to South Africa oh, and yes. seeing the animals and taking pictures, and that would be like just a, a dream trip. Um, but I think also going back to Europe and singing and playing some shows, and seeing one of my artists make it to the level that you know we all want to make it to. Yes, that's a dream. I love that. Yeah. So I, I like 2017, to, 18, 2017, 18. Yeah. So I like to wrap up with leave your light. So leave some inspiration, how you've been inspired or how you would like to inspire people. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Um, one of the most important things that I can tell people is, you know, when they're, when they have this talent and this innate ability to connect with people and want to make music is, um, to keep going, but to write everything down. Like if you have a title or if you're, you know, going into a, a bookstore and you're just looking and seeking out ideas or melodies, it will come to you, you know, because everybody has something to give and everybody's different than the next person. I always tell people, don't compare yourself to others. Don't True. try to compete. It's not a competition, you know. Amen. Um, so I guess that I, I, I'm probably giving way too much advice to people that are like, okay, I'm like a mom to a lot of these people because they're so young, but you need to give and it. People need to know. You yeah, know? that's true. And know that it really is hard work, but it's so worth it at the end of the day. It's so worth it. I love it. Thank oh, you, Jamie. Thank O'Neal. you. You're Thanks for coming best. over, Caroline. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad to be here. In the grotto. <laughs> okay. Peace out. I hope you loved hearing from Jamie O'Neill. She's the bomb.com. Next week, I have Kyle Jacobs, and you may know him and recognize him from I Love Kelly Pickler on CMT. He is Kelly Pickler's husband, and he is the best guy ever. Love him so much. He's also Lee Bryce, Bryce's producer. Amazing. He wrote More Than a Memory for Garth Brooks. Do you remember that song? It came out. It was the first song to ever debut at number one on the country charts. It was insane. And he's probably just the sweetest guy ever. Love him like a brother. Cannot wait for him to join me. So next week, Kyle Jacobs will be in the house. Make sure you guys subscribe on iTunes and leave some comments and tune in next week. Bye, guys.